I don't know what just happened there. I have no idea what just happened there, but it told me I was no longer live. And now it's kind of like if it's live again. Like it just cut me off, right? It just told me like, you're not live. You've just been booted out. And so I hit live again and I'm checking on my stream. What's going on? I don't understand. Let me check on my mobile. I just want to make sure I'm not... I want to make sure I'm live. So I want to double check here. We are on Rumble. And there we go. And it says live. But like, did it go live again? I suppose so. I don't know what happened there. But if it never cut for you, like if the stream never cut for you, please forgive me. And thank you for sticking around because here on my end, it literally said you've been booted out. Like your, your, your stream has ended. And I had to reboot my streaming software, my app, which is Ecamm, and hit live again. So like, I find that strange that it did that. But anyways, I'll keep going. I guess I think we're rolling, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, it's Tuesday, and our itinerary is to analyze the lyric. We're going to look at Dwight Yoakam's I Sang Dixie. I was just, when it when it cut off, I was uh, simply uh, pointing you towards a good mission work that we're involved in, and you should partake in if you are willing and able, and all that kind of good stuff, telling you about how you sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. Uh, and uh, you can get in contact with me if you want uh, more information, if you'd like uh, to have a, a video chat a phone call, you know, I'm, everything's transparent, everything's public, we can share information together, and uh, you can get involved with uh, this work. So Tuesdays, analyzing the lyric, uh, Dwight Yoakam's I Sang Dixie, we're going to put the lyrics on the screen, and uh, we'll be able to uh, go through that and look at the information there. Of course, we investigate the lyrics, the lyrics most times are secular. They are from the world and the worldly mind. So we kind of look at it through a Christian perspective. And some of us, of course, we were Gentiles before we became loyal to Jesus Christ. So we understand the the, the linguistic haze of this secular world and the entertainment it produces through the muse of uh, a song. And so um, we want to look into that. Dwight Yoakam's I Sang Dixie holds us a place in uh, peculiar in my heart, in my life, in my chapter of my book, if you will, my existence, because it was a song we listened to while in my past life. I still listen to it today, simply with a different mind, obviously a different perspective to it. Um, but yeah, it was a song that always hit me hard in the heart, and then I've wept a few times with it because I've heard Dwight perform it in the way it was intended to be performed. Uh, the way we have it on the album is the record business industry, his um, his label, if you will, uh, told Dwight, you know, this song is so depressing. You're gonna have, we're gonna have to create an upbeat rhythm and, and a tune to the lyrics so that the the crowds, the people, will embrace it. And sadly, you know, that's where an artist loses some of his his uh, loyalty, some of his. Um, his own artistic mind to say, no, the song is depressing. It is discouraging. It is intended to be sung 
and to be played musically with the instruments in such a way that people are brought to tears. How can you sing a lyric that would bring one to tears while you throw in some, you know, whipped cream in their beats that make it look happy? Talking about death. <laughs> But nonetheless, some labels have that power over contract and they say, no, we don't think this will sell. It won't make any money if you write that kind of a song and put a depressing musical tone to it. So let's put an upbeat, happy little tune with it and while you sing that, and that'll work. And it has. I mean, it's a good song. But I heard Dwight perform it as it should be performed, which is just him and his guitar. And let me tell you something. That brought tears to my eyes. And it, it always does because I understand the lyric. I understand it very well. So we're going to be looking at that. Dwight Yoakam's I Sang Dixie. I sang Dixie. I'm going to put it up on the screen there and we'll be able to take a look at that. Okay, where are you? There we go. Bang. I'm going to put my uh, video right there. All right. Dwight Yoakam's I sang Dixie. Fairly quick of a lyric, right? Which is why I don't think we'll be having an hour with it. But that's okay because it's a song and it's a very good song. And there's information in there we Christians can certainly uh, look at. I sang Dixie as he died, but people just walked on by as I cried. The bottle had robbed him of all his rebel pride, so I sang Dixie as he died. Um, this is a true story. Uh, Dwight and I believe his brother were out and about in the nightlife of the city and uh, they were leaving a bar or a location of festivities, worldly festivities, I believe. And uh, as he's leaving this location on the side of the street there, a bit of an alley, perhaps I can't remember the story fully, but you, you can find it on Google or YouTube. Um, he saw this gentleman. <laughs> just kind of leaned over, not looking very well on the floor of the streets of this city. And um, Dwight took him, embraced him on the floor there of the city sidewalks or wherever, alley, I, I can't remember. And uh, Dwight knew he was dying. So he's singing a song to this poor gentleman who's just there, just another grain of sand in the ocean of salt you know he's just there and who cares you know you're downtown in a big city it happens these people these little you know they die so he's there and um this is an account that really took place in his life and dwight's life and uh he's singing dixie to this poor guy who's dying People are just walking by. Like, who cares, right? I mean, the cost of life is near to none. I mean, we legally murder our own kind, our humankind. So, I mean, who cares about this poor old bum who's just there, a boozer on the streets of L.A., you know? It's just the mean streets. Who cares? I'm busy. I got things to do. I don't have time to stop and look at every... Um, Uh, needy individual or, or addict or whoever on the streets who's dying. But Dwight found uh, compassion for the guy. You know, Dwight felt some compassion for him. 
that sometimes can be brought on by liquor. Liquor sometimes has an effect to bring you very to a very emotional location where you're starting to care for someone. It might have the other effect, which is you're callous with people. Liquor is a strange drug along those lines. Many drugs along those lines operate in such a way. In a certain individual, liquor will make him or her very, very unkind, very uh, violent or stoic to anything, very uh, lacking any kind of compassion or, or empathy or anything, just like who cares? While the same liquor in a different body, in a different mind will amplify the emotions and compassion and care. That's why sometimes you at a, at a drinking party, you'll find those who are hugging everyone and saying, I love you, man. <laughs> you've seen that if you've lived life a little, I suppose. And even if you've not involved yourself in Gentile living, you've seen it perhaps in songs or in movies or in public or in your family or your neighbors. Some liquor and some individuals will bring you to be like, I love you, man. You know, start crying for any reason. These big grown men, <laughs> we've done that. You know, I've been in the circle of some of the most uh, hardened criminals, you know, big burly brutes. And uh, you give us enough liquor, we're just hugging and loving each other. Man, I love you, man. I'll kill for you, man. Well, sometimes that's the effect, but sometimes it's the other way around. It's like, this aggressive rage, this violent burst of anger, this just need to fight everyone and be a bully and just be destructive and, you know, that, well, for some reason, you know, Dwight at this time, um, this was the effect for him. He found some compassion there. He may not have been uh, intoxicated. I can't remember the account. You'd have to, again, it's been a, it's been a minute since I looked at his account, uh, but he found this gentleman and he found compassion for him. So as this dude's dying over there on the streets of L.A., well, Dwight has compassion for the guy. So he's embraced him and he's singing to him. People just walking on by. Well, Dwight's crying. I mean, this is a human being and he understands the problem with it, too. He understands what's taking place because he wrote it. The bottle had robbed this poor guy's life from beneath him. And I know what rebel pride is. I mean, I do. <laughs> I am a northern a uh, Northman, you know, a Northerner, uh, uh, as heathen as it gets from, from our ancient, you know, Viking days. But uh, we grew up listening to the Dukes of Hazard. all right? I understand the Southern Bell, the Dixie, the, 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 uh, the Rebel Pride. I mean, he just wrote it so well. There's really no other description. The Rebel Pride. Does God approve of rebel pride? No, obviously not. But it's a thing. And it's very closely emotionally invested in many of us, this rebel pride. Well, this individual's rebel pride was taken away from him by the bottle. Proud to be a southerner. Proud to be wherever you're at. That's all it means in general. You know, if you're proud to be a Texan... And you wear that badge with honor. I'm a Texan. I'm from Texas. Texas is the best. Texas is the bestest. Well, that's a pride you have in your state, in your people, in your in your citizenry, in your who you are, you know. And that can be robbed from you by the bottle. Hard liquor. Booze, beer, whatever you want to call it, whichever branch and and brand you 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 prefer. Uh and um 
Dwight Yoakam uh, recognized that in this individual. That's why he's dying in his arms. The liquor, the booze, spent a life with it. Got rid of all his rebel pride. Is this situation something good? Well, no, it's devastating. It's it's just such a uh, such a squandering of human life. You know, uh, uh, it should not have been. Obviously, through the Christian perspective, Jesus would have saved this individual from drowning at the bottom of a bottle. Um, and Jesus could have made this individual wise and let go his rebel pride, not for liquor, but for the truth of the gospel and find a humble heart to become productive and find purpose in life and peace and unity in the Lord's church. You know, that, there, that, that hope was given to this individual as it is with any man walking on this earth. But that's not the situation from the perspective of the world. You know, Dwight is a worldly man. And uh, I'm not saying he has no faith in a higher power or the maker or his son, the Christ. It's just not accurate to the scriptures. So he sees this as it is plainly before him, causing him hate trauma in his life. Seeing a man die in his arms while he's singing and crying to him and people are just passing by. They don't care. So the bottle robbed him of his pride. So I sang Dixie, he says, as he died. He said, and he again, this is well written. This is why I love this song. It really hits to the heartstrings. He said way down yonder in the land of cotton, old times there ain't near as rotten as they are on this and the word here, damned, old L.A. street. You got to be careful how you were, use the word damned, okay? I do not want to um, place false uh, ideas on how he's using that word or why he's using that word. But from my perspective, in the context of what's being said here, this, old, this, this fellow who's dying in the arms of Dwight, he's telling him, as he's dying, he's t like this gentleman who is dying of alcohol abuse, who's lost his rebel pride. He's no longer found in the location that he used to. He's in L.A. now. He's no longer down south. He, he somehow he's made his way to L.A. In those streets, L.A. streets are not kind. They will devour you. Okay, L.A. streets, New York streets, these big city streets, they will devour you. If you are not calloused and hardened, you will be devoured. This old, this old fellow got devoured by liquor. And somehow he's over there on the streets of L.A., dying in the streets of L.A., being embraced. If, if any last solace of peace he receives is just this man here called Dwight embracing him while he dies... And he has something to say to Dwight. He says, you know, down yonder in the land of cotton. Well, that ain't the L.A. streets. And though there's a lot of <clears throat> bad things that have happened down yonder in the land of cotton, there's a lot of good things too. And though this individual may have been a slave or not, a servant or not, or may have went through a lot of difficult things in his life, he admits those old times there in the land of cotton, they ain't even as near. I mean, they don't even come close 
to these old uh, LA streets. <clears throat> and he uses the word damned. <clears throat> and it's, if you think about it, listen, it doesn't need to be a cuss word here. It doesn't need to be a word that is uh, improper, if you will, at this juncture, because it's quite accurate, to be honest with you. It's quite accurate. Those LA streets and the activities that are taking place there are activities that that damn people. Okay? They, 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 it's a damned location. So it's not like if he's using that in a manner, from my perspective, it's not like if he's using that out of turn, if you will. I mean, he is in a locate. No, no. I messed up something on the screen. Give me a second here. There we go. Let's try that again. There we go. Okay, so let's have a strong conscience here and not be triggered and offended too quickly. He's this old man dying in the arms of Dwight. And if you had this old man dying in your arms, and he says this to you, he says, way down yonder in the land of cotton, old times there ain't near as rotten as they are on this damned old L.A. street. What are you going to do? Rebuke the guy? He's already lost. What are you going to do? Oh, well, you shouldn't be saying that word out of... No, he's actually being truthful. He's on his way out of this world because of liquor and, a, I suppose, a riotous life that has taken him from the, the, the land of cotton to the streets of L.A., and the streets of L.A., the, 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 activities of the, the activities you find in the streets of L.A. are activities that damn people's souls eternally. So it is most certainly a location of the damned. Okay? And this is what he's saying. Then, Dwight says, he drew a dying breath. His last words. And laid his head against my chest. Dwight says, please, Lord, take his soul back home to Dixie. Again, please, Lord, here, need not be in vain, need not be out of turn. We're looking at a true account, a real account. This is why I chose the song. Dwight really went through this. This man he's speaking about really died in his arms because of liquor. And this is what he told Dwight. So Dwight in a moment of compassion, holding this man while he's crying and people are just walking by, well, maybe he had a, 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 a bowed reverence. I mean, when you're facing death and you see death before you, you call for the name of life. That's why even some of the most hardened individuals on earth, atheists who are militant against Christianity, their last words before they die is, oh God, oh my God. Why would they say that? The moment of death is intrinsically fused in the minds of human beings to seek life at the moment of death. Why do you think Peter, while he was drowning, cried out, Lord Jesus, save me? Because he was facing death and while facing death, the only logical answer to a human being's mind created in his image is to, is to cry out for life. And so, in the misguided minds of this secular haze, Dwight, in the best of his ability and his knowledge, 
said, please, Lord, take his soul back home to Dixie. Because this old man had just told him. He said, way down yonder in the land of cotton, old times there ain't near as rotten as they are on these L.A. streets. Almost to say, I wish I would have stayed in the land of cotton. But here I am, dying on the streets of L.A. So the compassion that Dwight must have felt for the guy says, please, Lord, take his soul back home to Dixie. And then we repeat the refrain, and I sang Dixie as he died. But people just walked on by as I cried. The bottle had robbed him of all his rebel pride. So I sang Dixie as he died. It's very sorrowful. And you should look for the YouTube video where he performs this live and the way it's supposed to be performed with just Dwight Yoakam and his guitar. And then, of course, the next verse comes in. He said, listening to me. He said, listen to me, son, while you still can. This, this fellow who's dying in the arms of Dwight. Run back home to that southern land. So this old man, he's dying and he has a moment of wisdom to share with Dwight. What are you doing here, man? Look at me. Look at me in the bottle I'm dying from on these cold, heartless streets of L.A. What are you doing here, man? You don't want to die like me. You don't want to look like me. You know, that's interesting because while I, in my past life, and the activities we partook in uh, were often found in these kind of locations, uh, locations of the damned, where the damned are congregated to do things that damn our souls because we're sinners. We live in sin. And uh, it would be often we'd find these gentlemen there, really. Truly, I've sat with some of them and they've sat with me and they're like, you don't want to stay here, man. Look at me. I've lost my wife. I'm on my fourth marriage. I've lost my children. Uh, I've lost my employment. I've lost everything because of hard living, riotous living. And now I'm a bar stool at your local watering hole, gambling the few dollars I have left in the machines and drinking and smoking and uh, just remembering the earlier days when I wore a younger man's clothes. Uh, but when we're, you're young and dumb, you're just like, ah, shut up, old man. I'm going to be different. And then the years pass, and the years pass, and our youth leaves our eyes, and we become those barstools telling these young punks coming in, dude, you better change. Well, I did change. I broke that chain, and I'm, I'm not, I don't live there anymore, but I can see that in this lyric. This old man who's dying in the arms of Dwight is saying to him, listen, man, listen to me, son, while you still can. There's a time where this ends. There's a time where you're, there's an expiration date. Look at me. I'm, I'm, it's too late for me. I should have listened when somebody was telling this to me, but I didn't listen. And now look at me. I'm dying here on these L.A. streets. He says, run back home to that southern land. You go back over there in the land of cotton. Because it ain't as bad as it is over here. Don't you see, he says, what life here has done to me? I mean, look at the result of this damned way of living. It, 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 ends, it ends in the streets of L.A. in a bottle of liquor, dying in the arms of a stranger. And here he is trying to give him some wisdom to Dwight before he passes on. Then he closed 
those old blue eyes, and fell limp against my side. No more pain. And now he's safe back home in Dixie. Isn't that something? He'll make you cry. He'll make you cry. Get your eyes all wet. See, because in the eyes and the mind of Dwight, unknowing, he's not educated in a rightly handled scripture. We can have compassion for him. He's lost. But the only, the only form of comfort that Dwight has is a delusion. It's, it's a lie, but he finds it and he wants to comfort himself with it. He's back home safe, this old man who died in my arms. He's home safe now. He's at peace. He's resting at peace now, back home in Dixie. Well, he isn't. We know that. And that's sad. But you can understand and have compassion for people who are dying out there in this lost world. You used to be there. I used to be there. So he said to me, son, while you still can, listen, pay attention. Don't stay where we are here in L.A. You're going to die here. Look at what it's done to me. You go back home to a better place. Now, what if we look at that through a, the perspective of Christianity? You don't need to die at the bottom of a bottle in L.A. streets. You can seek Jesus, ask, seek, knock. You can read the Bible for yourself and follow the instructions therein, and he'll teach you how to be saved and become part of his church where you'll find family, support, love, freedom, peace, away from the shackles of this cold dungeon that this old fella died in, sadly. Right? That's what it is, man. That's as simple as it gets. And the finishes off. And I sang Dixie as he died. But people just walked on by as I cried. The bottle had robbed him of all his rebel pride. So I sang Dixie as he died. I sang Dixie as he died. I've seen rebel pride. I've had rebel pride. We speak of each other's rebel pride. There's a lot of pride in the rebel. He was a man of mans, a leader of all leaders, dwindled down to a broken, fragile, brittle old man at the bottom of a bottle, on the floor, wet floor, probably with urine and all kinds of other hardcore narcotics and, 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 and hardcore narcotics and all kinds of stuff, filth, garbage at the bottom of the street there. You know, that's what sin will do. That's what sin will do. All right, well, that's the end of that. And um, it's, you know, again, it's not a very uplifting song for, for, for sure. The lyrics there are pretty pretty heavy to, to handle, but it's the truth nonetheless. And it took place. And uh, they, Dwight had to experience that. It was traumatic for him. He remembered it, so he wrote a song about it. He wrote a song about it. We Christians have hope. We don't need to die at the bottom of a bottle in the L.A. streets. Our southern bell, our land of cotton is in heaven, right? It's among the living. It's with the hopeful and peace and forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's stay focused on that. Let's remain focused on what is good. 
Because I assure you, if we want to give honor and respect to this old fellow who died in the arms of Dwight that day, I assure you from the grave, he wants us to obey the gospel and go to heaven and not be where he's at. Because not only did he have to live such a life at the and finish it at the bottom of a bottle in a cold L.A. street, he had to depart from here and go eternally be punished. And he didn't need to. He had the choice to, to, to not go there. So we should honor him and do what's right and follow Jesus, as I am certain from the grave he wants all to do. That good? That all right? I appreciate your attendance, your kind ear to this information. If you like uh, what we do, please consider supporting it. Get involved, okay? We want to keep uh, this uh, studio operational and the material we produce going forward. Uh, we do reach millions of people each month. It may not look like it, but we do. Uh, we have the numbers from the Added Souls Ministry and uh, from all our platforms, Facebook being our biggest one. Our Added Souls Facebook page is over 82,000 uh, followers, 42,000 likes, and uh, it generates a lot of uh, reach for our Lord and Master. That's what it's there for. And uh, we're here over on Rumble. And if you seek personal interaction with me and exclusive content, go to addedsouls.locals.com and please consider supporting. We need to raise about $1,000 a month uh, to keep going into the future. And uh, we hope and pray that there will be some out there willing to uh, be part of that. Be part of that. Uh, let me see now. Yeah, S same thing. Please interact. Like, share, comment, rumble, uh, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Interact with this. And uh, maybe some others out there will find it beneficial in their life. Is that okay? I am uh, the preacher, a minister for the East Coast Church of Christ in the mission fields of East Coast Canada in New Brunswick. We are currently in the city of Moncton. We congregate in our homes. We are 15 members strong and growing. A good, faithful church, humble church, no corruption here, no corruption allowed. We have elders that shepherd, and uh, it's a good, very good work, and there's a lot of potential, and I'd love for you to get involved and find out what we're doing. Uh, you know, we want to purchase some land and build a location for the gospel in this untapped community, and you can be part of that. You can have your name on one of the, on one of the bricks we build, and uh, we'd love for you to do that. So consider that, and uh, Lord willing, tomorrow morning is our Bible study. We keep going in the book of Genesis, and we'd love to have you with us. Look at the show notes for opportunities to support, opportunities to see the itinerary and how we go about our business. And uh, yeah, sound good? Stay focused, stay positive. Peace out. <laughs>